As the Washington Commanders look to reestablish their defensive identity this coming season, there are more than a few draft prospects at the Senior Bowl this year that might be able to help. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. In fact, I want to give a shout out to everybody who has done so. We hit over 7,000 subscribers on YouTube this week. Greatly appreciate the continued support and the growth that you are showing this show. Uh, over the the last year or so. I really greatly appreciate all of you and continue this conversation with me if you'd like to by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you'll get text messages from me. You can text me about news, inside information, exclusive content, uh, bonus content, all kinds of craziness going on. One-on-one conversations with me via text message. Again, become a Locked On Commanders insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison, your host for this program, credential member of the media, covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And everydayers, as you know, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed whenever you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode, we are taking a look at the defensive players competing at this year's Reese's Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, and we are going to start with the pass rushers. We talked about this before, everydayers. This is going to sound familiar. But the pillars to a successful team, you need a passer, pass catcher, pass protector, pass rushers, pass defenders. We are going to start with the pass rushers here as we look at the defensive side of the ball. If you missed our offensive side of the ball preview for the Senior Bowl starting next week, that was the last episode before this one. So by all means, go back and check that out after this. Or if you want to pause it and check it out and then come back here, whatever your prerogative. It doesn't really matter which order you watch it in. Just so you know, this is all defense. The previous episode all offense and starting with those edge rushers. And now edge rushers are, can, can be a little bit tricky sometimes. So as you're looking at these players, you're looking at these edge prospects, just make sure you kind of do a little bit of a deep dive. Make sure that these are guys who, once we know what the scheme is going to be, that's the tricky part too, is right now we don't know what the Washington Commanders scheme is going to be. Is it going to be an odd front scheme? Is it going to be an even front scheme? Is it going to be more man, more zone, more pressure, more off? Like, we you know, those are all things that we've got to try to figure out later on once the coaching search is done uh, and the coaching staff is brought in. But for now, just understand that edge includes down linemen, includes stand-up outside linebackers, and not every player can transition to either or. Some of them can, but certainly some of them are going to be limited to just having to play from a down lineman position. Some of them are going to be limited to only playing as a stand-up outside linebacker. So a little bit of a disclaimer as we get through the draft season. And again, once the official hiring of the coach is done, once the coaching staff gets fleshed out, we'll have a much, but much better idea uh, of what kind of prospects we're looking at from an edge standpoint. But just looking at some of the exciting edge players that are going to be down in Mobile next week. Uh, we got to start off with the whole group and, and looking at what we have here. We've got some interesting talent from across uh, the draft spectrum here. First round uh, possible guys. Leatu Latu out of UCLA uh, is a potential first round pick. Chris Braswell out of Alabama, potential first round pick. And again, just like yesterday's episode, Everydayers, you already know this, but in case you're not an Everydayer, 
when I give you these first round, fifth round, whatever grades, these are based off of current PFF mock draft projections. So these are not official grades by me. They're not even official grades by PFFs for, for uh, uh, specifically. They're just kind of where these guys are getting mock draft, uh, you know, by experts and by the community and all this stuff right now. So just take it with a grain of salt, right? Uh, moving on from the first round, you have uh, some, some day two guys, Adisa Isaac out of Penn State, Marshawn Nealon out of Western Michigan, Javon Solomon out of Troy. And then we have a bunch of day three guys, Darius Robinson from Missouri, uh, Justin Bogby out of Alabama. We will, I promise you we will get better at name pronunciations as the process continues to unfold. I'm going to meet a lot of these guys this week in Mobile, be able to get some pronunciations down. And uh, I promise you it'll get better. It's not meant to be disrespectful at all. Believe me, I try to get these guys' name pronunciations down as quick as possible. Nelson Caesar out of Houston, also a fourth round pick. Moving to the fifth, sixth, seventh, we've got Cedric Johnson out of Ole Miss, Braden McGregor from Michigan, Austin Booker out of Kansas, Brennan Jackson from Washington State, Jalen Harrell from Michigan, Eric Watts out of UConn, and Miles Cole from Texas Tech. And starting off, uh, we're not going to deep dive all these players, but I did pick a few of them here to talk about on the episode. Leatu Latu out of UCLA, the number 18 overall player on the PFF big board, six foot five, 265 pound edge rusher, had 15 sacks. In 2023, he's a really good C-gap defender. Think wide nine uh, type of defender on the outside of the tackle. Uh, projects best to even front defenses, so he projects to be better as a hand-in-the-dirt type of defensive end versus, say, a stand-up outside linebacker. I think he can do a little bit of both, to be quite honest with you. I'm hoping we get to see him do a little bit of both here at the Senior Bowl. Uh, what we're looking to confirm... When we're looking to counter the senior ball, I'm looking to confirm his elite pass rush reputation and ability. I'm trying to counter the fact that he does have short arms. So obviously he's got short arms. The counter that we're trying to find is, is it a problem? Because it's only a problem if it's a problem. So that's something that we're looking for out of Leotsu this week, uh, this next week coming up in Mobile, Alabama. Got to turn over to Chris Braswell, the edge rusher out of Alabama. PFF's number 23rd overall player, six foot three, 255 pounds, 13 sacks this last season. Another C-gap wide nine type defender. Uh, I want to confirm his speed to power. I want to see it firsthand, see it up close and personal, but I want to also counter his bend. Uh, it looks like he's got a little bit of a lack of bend, which isn't necessarily a huge uh, detriment, but if he is going to be a little bit stiff, that's got that's going to be something that we need to know. And then as a team, if you draft him, you just have to understand that that is something you're willing to try to work through and develop with him as he gets older uh, and, and, and into the National Football League, right? Moving on to uh, day two prospects, Adiza Isaac out of Penn State, the number 60th overall player on PFF's big board. He's six foot four, 254 pounds, had nine sacks in 2023. Again, a C-gap defender. That should not be a surprise. That's going to be a theme here. You're talking about edge rushers, the edge, your C-gaps, your four sacks, uh, stuff like that. Uh, again, want to confirm that his, his power rush, not speed to power, but his power rush, bull rush, whatever you want to call it, is legit. I want to see that strength. want to see that power and that drive from him but i do want to see if he can be consistently good all week consistency is something that's kind of a question for him from a snap to snap basis but also from a season to season in 2022 adisa fit uh finished with a 63.7 overall grade by pff 2023 81.7 so it's good that he had the good year now versus you know having a good year than having an off year but you want to see if it's more than a one-year wonder uh, type of situation. Staying on day two, Javon Solomon out of Troy, 80th ranked player on PFS Big Board, six foot two, 245 pounds, 16 sacks in 2023. Another C-gap defender, but also lined up quite often in the Fortec, which is right across from the opponent's uh, tackle. I want to confirm his first step. His first step is supposed to be really explosive really quick. I want to confirm that, and then I want to see if he can counter the claims that he has a lack of power uh, coming off the line of scrimmage at the point of attack. Definitely more of a speed guy. 
I want to see if he can present some power uh, down there in Mobile. Sticking on day uh, day three in the fourth round, edge rusher Darius Robinson out of Missouri, 110th ranked player by PFF, six foot five, 296 pounds, nine sacks in 2023. Another wide nine guy, but that can also play the four tech right across from the opposing tackle. Uh, confirmed. I'm looking to confirm his physicality, and I want to counter his bend again. Another guy that's not known to be super flexible. I want to see if maybe he can show off a little bit more bend than we're expecting. Moving all the way down to a sixth-round prospect, uh, Jalen Harrell out of Michigan, 182nd-ranked player on PFS Big Board, six foot four, two forty-two, six sacks in this college season. Another wide nine type guy. He's supposed to have a lot of speed, not supposed to have a lot of power. I want to see that speed, and I want to see more power than we're expecting from him uh, down in Mobile as we get into the process. So those are our edge defenders. Again, the full list uh, is there for you. If you're on YouTube, Insiders, you're going to get the full list sent to you, so you can pull it up anytime you want. Of course, there's more, more than one way to generate a pass rush in the NFL today and in football in general, and also, by the way, defend the run. We're going to talk about our interior defensive line prospects at the Senior Bowl coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This next segment is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. So it's important that you let it out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today... I want to say how I really feel about something that you might even be thinking. I'm going to tell you how I really feel about mock draft reactions. Here we are. We're in the earliest stages of draft preparation. The first big scouting event, the Senior Bowl, hasn't even happened yet. And I already go into creating mock NFL drafts every week with the thought in mind that I'm going to need to ignore the comments while the professionals who build teams are constantly evaluating, reevaluating, ordering, and reordering their draft boards. There are those out there who already know key prospects, and how their careers are going to unfold. But most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while when they're bothering you. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. So visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on today's episode also brought to you by FanDuel. the nfl playoffs are progressing we've got afc nfc championship games coming up this weekend but there is still time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers to FanDuel get 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose once you create your account and make that one five dollar bet the ravens our three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and the San Francisco 49ers are seven-point favorites against the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. This app is so easy to use. You can bet on any of those games or anything else, including live same-game parlays. You can find new bets in the Explore tab or make your own parlays in the Parlay Hub. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Is come back on Monday. We will have yet another mock draft Monday. My insiders are going to give me a scenario they want me to pursue, and I will pursue it in that mock draft, and we'll see uh, just how much we can get done in one conversation. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. 
Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Turning our attention now to the interior defensive line prospects that are joining us in Mobile for the 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl. And again, breaking it down by day, no real first-round prospects on this list, although there are some who believe that Byron Murphy the second out of Texas is going to get some first-round buzz. Certainly throughout this process, could see him climbing up the boards. We'll see how that goes uh, beginning this week again, or this coming week again in Mobile, Alabama. But sticking to the day two prospects, we got Brandon Dorless out of Oregon, Byron Murphy the second out of Texas, like I just mentioned. Rook Ororo, Ororo, um, out of Clemson. Again, I'm I specifically going to ask him how to pronounce that uh, cleanly. Dwayne Carter out of Duke. Braden Fisk out of Florida State. McKinley Jackson out of Texas A&M. Tavondre Sweat out of Texas uh, are your day two prospects. Turn into day three. Tyler Davis out of Clemson. Jordan Jefferson out of LSU. Michael Hall Jr. out of Ohio State. Marcus Harris from Auburn. Keith Randolph Jr. out of Illinois. Jaden Crumity out of Mississippi State. And Gabe Hall out of Baylor. So those are your defensive line prospects. Starting our deep dive here into some of these players. Byron Murphy, the second, again, very intriguing uh, prospect out of Texas. One of two intriguing defensive line prospects from this unit. We're going to talk about both of them here on this episode. Actually, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on each of those guys as we go through uh, the draft process as well. Byron Murphy is the number 44 overall ranked player on the PFF big board. Guy is six foot six foot one, 308 pounds. It's a big dude. Six sacks in 2023. He's a B gap defender primarily for Texas, but also an A gap defender. So really solid interior work on either side of those gaps. He's had a really good first step. Want to confirm that down in Mobile, but he's not supposed to be very good at handling, shedding, and dominating double teams. So I want to see if he can get some work against some double teams in, in Mobile and maybe try to shed that label. Moving on now to his teammate, Tavondre Sweat uh, out of Texas. Number 65 overall player on the PFF big board. Six foot four, 362 pounds. So another big dude. Two sacks in 2023. Had a 92 run stop grade, according to PFF. Primarily a B-gap defender. And his strength, as you might assume, is strength. His weakness, according to a lot of uh, people scouting reports, his motor, his energy on the field consistently down in, down out, snap in, snap out. Want to see how it gets because those practices can get pretty, pretty, you know, can drag a little bit. They can get kind of hot. You've been playing a lot of football. These guys really haven't gotten a break uh, at all. So we'll see if that motor can stay humming as we get through these three days of practice uh, down there in Mobile. Moving now to day three and Michael Hall Jr. out of Ohio State projected fourth round pick and current mock drafts number 113 overall. On the PFF big board, six foot two, 280 pounds, so a little bit smaller in build. Two sacks in 2023, a primarily B gap defender. He's known for having a very high motor, so kind of the opposite of Tavondre Sweat, but he is not known to be a great run. So that's something that we're going to keep an eye out on and see if we can't see Michael Hall in some run defense reps uh, down there in Mobile to see if we can't counter that just a little bit. Finally, move down to a seventh round projected guy right now. Defensive lineman Jaden Crumity out of Mississippi State, number 223 on the PFF big board, six foot five, 305 pounds, three sacks in 2023. Uh, played a lot of B gap. Also played some C-gap, though, uh, so a little bit of, of flexibility there to move inside, move outside. 72.8 run defense grade is an amazing, but certainly not terrible, especially for a seventh-round projected guy. Uh, he's supposed to be stout at the line of scrimmage, very strong at the point of attack. Want to see if he can do that. Not Doesn't really get pushed out of the way, uh, but his pass rush ability leaves a little bit to be desired. Certainly a place for guys that defend the run uh, more than anything else, but you do want to see those guys who have that reputation for not being able to be effective in the pass rush, maybe show a little bit of bend or show some burst, show some ability to navigate through the line of scrimmage uh, and all those things. So that would be something that we're looking for 
out of Jaden Crumity. Now we're going to turn to the linebacker group and some solid linebackers here uh, joining us in Mobile this year. And we're going to start with uh, day two. You only got two day two projected players. As of right now, Peyton Wilson out of NC State is a third-round projected linebacker. Uh, Maris Lafu, Lufau, Maris Lufau out of Notre Dame is also a projected day two prospect. So a bunch of day three guys, Tommy Eichenberg out of Ohio State, J.D. Bertrand out of Notre Dame, James Williams from Miami, Florida, uh, Edifon Ulafoshio out of Washington, Cedric Gray from North Carolina, Tyron Hopper out of Missouri, Jalex Hunt out of Houston Christian, Michael Barrett from Michigan, Trevin Wallace from Kentucky, Jalen Ford out of Texas, John Trey Hunter out of Georgia State, Nathaniel Watson from Mississippi State, and Tyrese Knight out of UTEP. So some interesting linebacker pros at this year's Senior Bowl. Again, not a lot of top-shelf talent that we're going to see there, unfortunately, but certainly some potentially solid guys. Peyton Wilson, I think, is probably the name most people probably know right off the top of their head. Number 69 on the PFF big board right now. Uh, he's six foot four, 238 pounds. He played 155 pass rush snaps in college this season, 305 in coverage, uh, six missed tackles total had a 90.4 coverage grade and an 83.7 run defense grade. So those are both pretty good, solid grades, especially for a third round guy. If you can get him in the third round, you probably feel pretty good about the potential you're getting there. Confirming, uh, we're looking to confirm his range. So we want to see him run sideline, sideline, run deep, run short, pursue the ball, shoot the angles, do all those things uh, here in Mobile. And then we're going to counter his ability or his tendency rather to over pursuit. A lot of time aggression can be used against you in today's NFL. A lot of these offenses are very smart. And if they're if you're an over aggressive linebacker, they will take advantage of that. Moving on now to our other day two prospect, Maris Lufau out of Notre Dame, number 84 overall on the PFF big board, six foot two, 239 pounds. Played 129 pass rush snaps for Notre Dame this season, 191 in coverage. So pretty good balance of each. Did have 10 missed tackles, so you don't like that. 84.1 overall coverage grade is pretty solid, and that's supposed to be his strength is his coverage skills, but his run defense, as you can see from those missed tackles, a little bit suspect. So we want to see him clean that up uh, starting here in Mobile. Tommy Eichenberg out of Ohio State, projected fifth-round pick right now, 152nd on PFF's big board, six foot two, 239. Uh, 61 pass rush snaps, not a lot of pass rushing, 272 coverage snaps, did have eight missed tackles, plays very intelligently, but doesn't have a lot of range. So that obviously is not a great combination. You want the brains, but you also want the athleticism. So we'll see if we can get a little bit more of that out of Tommy next week. Cedric Grant in North Carolina is our final guy, six-round pick or a six round projected pick, I should say. Number 177 currently on the PFF big board, six foot two, 235 pounds, had only 95 pass rush snaps. So again, not a lot of pass rushing. So depending on the scheme that we're looking at, he might fall off of our board, but he did have 384 coverage snaps, 19 missed tackles, 78.3 coverage grade. So good, solid average, you know what I mean? But six round, that's kind of what you're looking for. He's got speed. This dude is fast, he's quick, but he does have a tendency to miss some tackles. So we want to see that get cleaned up uh, as well in Mobile coming this coming week uh, down there for the 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl. So those are our interior defensive linemen and our linebackers, which means we got our secondary coming up, cornerbacks and safeties. It's a passing league, so we need some pass defenders. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you simply pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then sit back, watch the game, watch your winnings roll in. 
Prize Picks is the most fun I've had making up to 25 times my money this football season. And with the NBA season now here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, which is a league created specifically for combo projections. For example, you could take LeBron James and you could take Travis Kelsey for 10 and a half combined three-pointers and receptions in a single matchup. Go to theprizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, at prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL to get a $100 deposit match. PrizePicks daily fantasy sports made easy. On this episode of Locked On Commanders, we're wrapping up our Senior Bowl roster preview. Uh, before I head out to Mobile, I'll be heading out to Mobile on Sunday, which means I'll be dropping our Mock Draft Monday episode Sunday night, but I'll be recording it on Saturday before I leave. So just a little bit of admin note there. And then Monday, I'll probably do, uh, we'll see if there's any news, obviously, first and foremost, but if there's not any news specifically, and of course, that's a lot of that's going to depend on what happens specifically with the Detroit Lions and the NFC Championship game Sunday night. But depending on what's happening Monday, right now planning to do like two or three guys from a, a bunch of position groups for the Senior Bowl, kind of give one last deep dive into a few specific players versus the whole roster that we're doing today uh, and go from there. So more to follow, but you'll be getting your five episodes minimum uh, from Mobile from me next week. So stay tuned for all that. But we're going to jump in the defensive back rosters here for the Senior Bowl, starting with our cornerbacks. And we've got a pretty good, interesting list to look at for the cornerback group. And starting again with the day one prospect, that is Enos Rakestraw Jr. out of Missouri. He's the lone first round projected guy right now. But again, you got some second rounders here that certainly could work their way up into that first round conversations. Day two prospects, Kalen Carson out of West uh, Wake Forest, not West Virginia. Uh, Wake Forest, Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo, Kalen King from Penn State, DJ James out of Auburn, uh, Josh Newton out of TCU, Mike Sainer still out of Michigan are your day two guys. Day three, Kyrie Jackson out of Oregon, Max Melton out of Rutgers, Nehemiah Pritchard out of Auburn, Johnny Dixon from Penn State, Chris Abrams-Drain from Missouri, Andrew Phillips out of Kentucky, Cam Hart from Notre Dame, uh, Chow Smith-Wade out of Washington State. Uh, Quincy Riley out of Louisville, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Louisville, Willie Drew from Virginia State, and Elijah Jones out of Boston College. So those are your cornerback prospects joining us for the Reese Senior Bowl, starting off with the first uh, first round projected guy as of right now, again, Adam Mock Dress from PFF. Uh, number 26 overall pro, pro uh, prospect on the PFF big board is Enos Rakestraw Jr., cornerback out of Missouri. Six feet tall, 188 pounds, 277 coverage snaps, allowed just a 64.3% Completion rate, gave up one touchdown in 2023, did not have an interception, uh, played 337 perimeter snaps and 104 in the slot. So a little bit of both, really strong in man coverage, a little bit suspect in zone coverage. So again, we talked about this recently every day. If you're going to play cornerback in the NFL, you got to be able to do both to at least a satisfactory point. You can be stronger in one than the other, but you got to be able to do both at least a little bit. So you want to see, uh, we're going to look at Rick Straw and see what his, his zone coverage looks like down in mobile going to day two now Quinion Mitchell which if you're an everyday you already know this is a guy who's got my attention I'm very intrigued in this cornerback prospect out of Toledo right now considered a second round pick number 38 overall on the PFF big board he's six foot tall 196 pounds 437 coverage snaps allowed just a 43.5 completion percentage against him no touchdowns allowed had one interception played 677 perimeter snaps 55 in the slot so a little bit of slot experience but basically he's an outside 
uh, defender. His strengths are his instincts, his play instincts. Really want to see that, especially on a testing field like this with all those NFL eyes on you. Really easy to second guess yourself or try to play safe. I want to see if his instincts shine and if he plays with that aggression. Uh, however, when he does guess wrong, his recovery speed is incredibly lacking. So we'll be looking for something uh, like that. I remember when Tariq Woolen came through the senior bowl, he actually bit really hard on one rep, but was able to recover and actually came up with an interception on a very impressive rep. That's when I basically fell in love with Tariq Woolen as a prospect. Moving now to another second round guy, DJ James out of Auburn, the 62nd ranked player on the PFF big board, six foot one. So slightly taller than the guys we talked about before. 164 pounds, 360 covers snapped allowed, a 61.5% completion uh, percentage, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 605 snaps on the out on the perimeter, 32 in the slot. So again, more of an outside cornerback. But don't worry, we got a slot guy here, cornerback Mike Sanders still out of Michigan, third uh, third round projection right now, number 82 overall on PFS big board, five foot 10, 182. 372 coverage snaps, allowed a 58% completion percentage, had gave up four touchdowns, had six interceptions, played 403 snaps in the slot, 151 of them on the perimeter. So there is your slot guy, more slot reps from Mike Sanders still out of Michigan than outside uh, snaps. His competitiveness is through the roof. If you watch the, the college football playoffs, you saw that as well, but he is undersized. So I'll have to see if that size deficiency actually matters. Turning now to our safety group, and you look, no day one guys, but we got a few day two guys. Cameron Kitchens out of Miami, Florida is a second round projection as of right now. Sione Bakke out of Utah is a third rounder, as is Javon Bullard, Javon Bullard out of Georgia, and Tyke Smith also out of Georgia. Day three guys, Malik Mustafa out of Wake Forest, Bo Braid from Maryland, Jaden Hicks from Washington State, Cole Bishop out of Utah, Jalen Simpson from Auburn, Kitan Oladapo out of Oregon State, uh, Josh Proctor from Ohio State, and Evan Williams from Oregon. So all those guys, day three guys looking at the safety class. Cameron Kitchens obviously is the kind of the top guy. He's a 29th overall prospect on the PFF big board. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of him right now looking from like a Washington standpoint, but again, scheme is going to matter a lot. I just don't see anything that jumps off the page that I can say like this defense doesn't already have this guy or could already have this guy if they bring back Cameron Curl. Six foot tall, 205 pounds, 254 run defense snaps, 355 in coverage. So a good mix of both. 10 missed tackles. He allowed 118.4 passer rating in college, gave up four touchdowns, had five interceptions, played mostly in the slot or in the box. So there's some some skill there. Uh, coverage skills are supposed to be his strong suit. Pursuit angles, not very good. And pursuit angles will get you killed in the National Football League. And our final prospect that we're going to dive deeper into on this overarching episode, safety Tyke Smith out of Georgia, third round guy, 86th overall uh, ranked player on PFF Big Board, five foot 10, 205 pounds, so a little bit smaller. 338 coverage snaps, 260 run defense snap, also had 10 missed tackles, gave up three touchdowns, uh, but secured four interceptions, played 434 slots or snaps in the slot. So again, like a lot of safeties from last year, like Quan Martin, who the Washington Commanders drafted out of Illinois, he's a safety, but he's a slot defender uh, most of the time. Coverage, again, is one of his strengths. Length is kind of his downside again. Honestly, I think you, he, he's a he's a obviously lesser experienced Quan Martin, so I kind of feel like the safety class Maybe not totally uh, bringing a whole lot of juice for the Washington Commanders, no matter what the scheme is going to be. But the great thing about it is these are just the guys we're diving into right now, and we're not even diving completely into their tape and their mechanics and all that just yet. Um, there's an opportunity for guys like Tariq Woolen did, like Benjamin St. Juice did his year at the Senior Bowl to jump off the field and grab our attention. So 
We will be doing that next week down in Mobile, Alabama, coming up on Monday. Again, like I said, I'm going to be driving all day Sunday. I'm going to be listening to the AFC NFC Championship games on my in my car on the drive. Won't even be able to watch them until I DVR them and watch them at a later date. But you will still get your Mock Draft Monday episode, Insiders. I'm going to be hitting you up for a scenario to you. So if you have one, go ahead and send it over. If you're not, if you don't have one, start ideating some scenarios. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them down in the YouTube comment section. Hit me on Twitter or become a Locked On Commanders Insider. Go to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first list of your first view today and every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you so much again for helping get me to the 7,000 subscription mark on YouTube. Here's 8,000. We'll get working on that right away. Thanks for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.